0: You're listening to Sue's Little Black Book, part of the Redshift Community Podcast Network. This podcast is brought to you by Creative Connecting in Cheshire. Hello, I'm Sue France, and each episode I will be introducing you to the inspiring and motivational entrepreneurs from my Little Black Book. Today is the first episode of my series of podcasts, with ladies from My Little Black Book. I've chosen to start with the very first podcast with Katie Webster. So
1: Katie, would you like to tell us something about yourself? Hi Sue, and thank you for inviting me onto your very first podcast. I'm Katie Webster and I'm a business coach. Why don't you tell everyone about your business?
0: I know all about it, but the listeners don't.
1: I'll just go a few steps back. So I finished my business degree And then I opened my own bridal business and I ran that for 16 years. During that time and after me closing it, people would ask me how I did something, how I found something. So indirectly, I was offering, I wouldn't say coaching, I would say more advice. But my advice is usually tinged with do it this way and you'll make money, do it that way and you won't because there aren't many good decisions or bad decisions, if I'm being honest, that I didn't make myself. And then when COVID hit, as it hit everybody, I found myself furloughed and I thought, right, what do I do? And I'd always done the coaching side in my own time. And I thought, well, now is the time, if I'm going to go back to being self-employed, now is the time that I can explore this more and see if it works for me. And I can honestly say it's got busier and busier and busier to the point where I was sitting here now and I'm fully booked up till October. I've got people wanting to work with me through to next year, obviously not booked in yet, but that's that's the situation. I'm getting a little bit of a reputation of being straight talking, but I've always been straight talking. I think a lot of people make an assumption that I'm a bit bullish before they actually sit down and meet me or talk to me. I have heard that people have said to me, oh, oh you're much nicer when we sit down and speak to you. And maybe that's just how people first see me when I walk in a room or something. But I think it's because I am very direct. There's no messing around. There's no BS, as a lot of people would say. I'm either for you or I'm not. It's been successful and I love it. And I was saying to somebody else the other day, the saying, do something you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And i get it. I 100% get that. I've served my time. I did a degree, which I don't think actually helped me in running my own business. I ran my own business, which was lovely and I sold wedding dresses and that was a completely different ball game. But now giving my advice to people and watching their results is extremely rewarding. One of
0: the things that's happened in COVID is a lot of people who have lost their jobs thinking what to do next they can actually make a business out of something they love some kind of hobby or some kind of passion and perhaps those are the people that need business coaches more than ever
1: yeah well you posed the question on one of my lives for my group just recently about how you pick a mentor or a coach you are absolutely right there's a lot of people that have been furloughed or made redundant recently and a lot of them probably have had a little side hustle or a passion project that they haven't really dared to invest in but some people now finding themselves that they've got a redundancy package and are thinking do I do up the bathroom or do I invest it in myself and what I find is some of these braver individuals are thinking come on let's do it let's invest in myself so they'll come to somebody like myself or somebody probably a bit gentler because I'm a bit full and a bit fast with how to get started but they are taking that plunge they're investing themselves and they're going with it. We've been talking a lot about
0: collaboration. And when we first met, we talked about collaboration. So we think collaboration is the key to successful networking and successful events. Can you tell me what your take on collaboration is?
1: Well, you know me, Sue. Collaboration, as far as I'm concerned, is the winning formula for anyone in business. I think as far back as I can remember when I first started my own bridal business, it was imperative to do and work with like-minded or on-brand businesses to create a perfect collaboration, both from a value point of view, from a monetary value point of view, and also from a business relationship point of view
0: people think it's something new don't they
1: oh god yeah they do as I say I've been doing it for over 20 years you've been doing it for even longer than that collaboration seems to be a new word or a buzzword which we both don't like (laughs) however collaborating if it's done properly is very good for everybody
0: I was going through some things from when I was a dress designer in the 70s. And I actually found a letter from a French company that I was doing some illustrations for. And the letter said, we hope this will be a long and successful collaboration. And that's when I realised I've been collaborating forever.
1: It's just the wording, but collaboration is key. And we've said it. And when we go on our walks, which we do regularly, we always say, who should we work with? That's collaboration, isn't it? Who are we going to work with?
0: And the first instance when we worked together, it was actually a year ago in January, I decided not to hold any events in January because the weather forecast was cold, icy and windy and had a meeting with you and you actually offered to host one at the offices of the place where you worked. That's right. Actually offered to host an event so I didn't have to pay a hotel or a venue. You treated us to coffee and it worked so well. I think on the day, it was icy and we had 25 ladies and we thought no one would turn up and they all, right. they all came, didn't they? Yep.
1: And how quick did it sell out? Three hours? <laughs> Three hours. That's <laughs> right. Three hours. <laughs> and we've collaborated a couple of times since. And yeah. then the people in your little black book, both of us have collaborated with on separate occasions as well.
0: Yeah. So the winning part for me was I had someone hosting an event in January when I wasn't going to have one. So People bought tickets for it and the winning for you, you've got 25 ladies coming to your showrooms.
1: I suppose that's where the power of collaboration is. There's always one person that possibly has the network that would be interested in the product or the service that the other collaborator is wanting to promote. So it tends to work that way. You can find like-minded businesses or like-minded people to work with on that level.
0: So how would you go about finding people (laughs) to collaborate with? I know you found me and offered this event and it's worked. What's your normal
1: route? I'm slightly abnormal to a lot of other people. Some might say it's stalking, but I tend to position myself when I'm looking through online I like to see who's on the PR trail so if they're releasing a book or if they're like for instance Matthew O'Brien he was doing his fashion collection last year so he was everywhere so I kind of knew that he was up for collaborating in some way you kind of you can see if they're on other people's podcasts if they're on other people's shows you normally know then that they're on that marketing trail so I tend to look for that or I tend to if they're of interest to me or if I think they're going to be of interest to my audience or indeed to my clients then I will as I say to everybody get myself in front of them so I usually converse with them online I will then start to say private message them to see if, if there's a possibility would they like to work together whether I do an event although in current situation lockdown the events obviously aren't happening as they used to whereas now we're doing zooms or anything really that's online at the moment
0: And do you think you can collaborate with people in the same line of business?
1: Yeah, I don't do competition. The world is massive. There's millions of us on the planet. If somebody approached me and they were a business coach, the likelihood is we'd be after different clients anyway. I'm a little bit full on for a lot of people whereas some people might want a mindset coach or somebody that's a bit softer a bit gentler with their approach not to say that I uh, (laughs) railroad people but yeah I don't do competition I think there's enough for everybody because I have a story
0: years ago when I was working for a hotel group and I went to an event it was a chamber of commerce event and I'd been sat next to a lady who also worked for a hotel and when she found out she was sitting next to me, she turned to me and she said, I don't actually want to sit next to you because <laughs> it's a waste of my ticket, which found quite offensive (laughs) and she actually went and asked the organisers if she could be moved and they said it was too late there was nowhere else for her to sit and she had to sit next to me and she actually turned her back away from me and ignored me for the rest of the meal and I always remember this because the story ended in quite a funny way a few years later, she applied for a position at one of our hotels and I was on the examining board. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you always say what goes around comes around yeah. or karma. <laughs> and and
0: on, on paper, she was the best person. It was a sales manager's job and she was the best person for it. She had all the right credentials, but I knew that she wasn't that kind of yeah. a person yeah. and I knew she maybe wouldn't treat some of the clients very well.
1: Yeah, it's true. You have to be, you would want to be treated how people would treat you. And that's, that's how I've I've always done it. In the bridal industry is the worst industry for that competitiveness where nobody speaks to anybody. You know, you could be in a room and somebody walk past you and they literally will blank you. You can't blank me. I, I will shame you. I will say hello just to get a hello from you. People used say to me, what would happen if a bridal shop opened next door? And I'd say brilliant because it just brings more traffic to my door. So working with like-minded companies really should not be a problem.
0: Have you got any rules for collaboration?
1: Well, I say there's three C's, isn't there? There's the first one is your client. What I mean by that is that you must know who they are. There's no point doing a machine gun effect and hoping that you'll get one or two in there. So you have to really work out who your client is or who your customer is. Then you'll find them through there. Then I would say to you, you need to then get in front of them. So again, it's that research thing. Are they on brand with you? Do they look like there's something that you could work together on? Are they approachable? Like the story you just said, you know, if there's any undercurrent there, it's not going to be a pleasurable experience for anybody. I wouldn't be bothered with that. Like I said before about stalking people, it's not (laughs) where you're going to get put in prison for stalking them. But you get to see how they act, how they interact with people. And then you can decide then whether you can work with them and then send them messages, see if they want to work with you, see if they want to collaborate with you. At the beginning, a lot of people think collaboration is another word for free. It doesn't mean free. It depends what you're coming at them at with value you know are you going to bring an audience to them are you going to sit them in front of an audience that is ready and engaged to buy from them is it an audience that's going to come to an event that we did another event together didn't we in September yeah. which was 80 ladies which was phenomenal you know we brought a few celebs into that we had the nice lunch there's different ways to collaborate but you have to know or be aware of what it is that you want for it to be successful
0: and sometimes when you meet people that you think you might want to collaborate with, you can see that it's not going to work out? Yeah. Has that ever happened to you?
1: Not really, because professionally I will see it through. Right. So you would never know whether it was you know, on my face or the part of the event. You would never know that it wasn't working for me. It'd just be that it wouldn't be something I would do again. You know, I'd try my best for whatever part of that collaboration that I was delivering was 100%. However, if it didn't gel for me or or I didn't like how they conducted themselves on the day of that event or however we did it and worked together, then I certainly wouldn't repeat it again.
0: What about sponsorship? How do you think that differs?
1: The sponsorship tends to come from is if you've got an audience that somebody else's brand would like to get in front of. That takes a lot of nurturing. You're very good at getting the sponsors for yours, but that's longevity. You've built those relationships up with those people. They're ready to work with you. As soon as you say you're doing an event, there's a few people that jump on board straight away. Again, that's just business relationship building. In the beginning to get a sponsorship, unless you've got a really good friend who who has a business and is ready to support you in that way, it takes a little bit longer to build up the sponsorship side of things. Now we've
0: covered business collaborations. Should we talk about our collaboration? Yeah, go on then. It began a couple of years ago, but it's really developed in lockdown. Yep. I think I met you through Michelle Winter. You did, yeah. Michelle Winter is someone I've met through my friend, Tony McKenzie. That's right. I think we just met for coffee,
1: was it? It just shows the link Doesn't it? There's a chain link for collaborations and they're ongoing, aren't they?
0: Yeah. I think we met for coffee about eighteen months ago. Yeah, the
1: November, just before we did the event in the January.
0: You've become a COVID companion? Yes, I have. (laughs) (laughs) When lockdown happened and obviously I was in the house all the time, once we were allowed to go for walks with another person, I live in the next village to Katie and I've always walked on my side of the river. And I'd never, ever walked on your side of the no, river. No, that's true. Which was a whole new world, which was unbelievable.
1: <laughs> Literally a minute either side. I, know. Yeah. I know. Never
0: actually crossed the bridge. So so we've been going for walks, haven't we? Yeah,
1: we've been having our COVID business chats as we've walked around and we've sorted out each other on that hour walk and then we go home. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a lot older
0: and you would think it was a strange Partnership, there's so many years between us. I rely on Katie to tell me what's going on in the world about power pods. You told me about podcasts, didn't you? Yeah. About membership clubs, all the th- things that are happening behind the scenes that I knew nothing about. So we'd go on these walks and I'd learn what was happening next. I'm not sure what you got from me.
1: A lot. Oh my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> A, was it for me to start off with, it was just another pair of ears that would just listen and then would offer advice in the very beginning of this lockdown situation. Now we sort of say, right, we'll meet up and we kind of have an idea of what we're going to talk about when we meet up now. Yes we can
0: bounce ideas off each other can't we yeah we do
1: and when we get back to normal hopefully we can do the events and plan events on our walks (laughs)
0: yes
1: (laughs) let's wrap up with some
0: details about Katie Katie give us all your business details how people could get in touch with you and of course have you got some top tips for us
1: I'm Katie Webster Coaching. You can find me on Facebook and you can find me on Instagram. I don't have a website because I don't particularly want one. I like to be in lots of different people's little black books as possibly their hidden secret. So that's where you can find me. My top tips for collaboration, I would say there's two. Know your ideal client or your customer Make sure you know them 100% so that when you ask or want to work with somebody else, you are on brand with that person. And then also consistency. Consistently show up, consistently make comments and then build those business relationships. Thank you, Katie. And thank you for being my first podcast guest. Thanks, Sue.
0: Well, that's my first podcast under my belt. I hope you all enjoyed it. The next one is with Liz Parkin from Redshift Online.